Hey, hey, hey. Hey. It's the TFL Podcast. Yeah. Here we are. Back again. Here we are. I'm liking this weekly thing. Chris. Yeah. Good get to get back in the rhythm. Uh, we are back here to talk about the NFC South today. Yes. It's a stacked division. Yeah. It is huge. Every team, players. Every team has got someone relevant mm. that you want to draft. Every team. Um, multiple players on every team. Anyway, we... Can't wait to get into that. But first, let me just say that you should find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and our website, thetflpodcast.com. Mm, yep. At the TFL Podcast, everywhere that you can find us. Go Absolutely. find us. We're everywhere. Uh, get in touch. Uh, we love hearing your thoughts. Leave a comment on the show. Ask us a question on Twitter. Uh, that's where we're most frequent on Twitter. Um, leave us an iTunes review as well if you're on iTunes. Five Only star. five stars, please. And uh, share with your mates. Absolutely. That's, that's a good rundown by you, uh, Rowan. Uh, look, looking forward to getting into the NFC South. Uh, also excited to start a little new weekly series as we head into yes. the season. You want to tell us a bit about that? Look, we want to get some draft tips out to the to the listeners. Yep. Uh, so we're just every week going to give you some short, sharp, shiny draft tips that yep. we think are very worth your while. Absolutely. So I, I think a lot, yeah. of, especially if, a lot of if you ca- if you're a casual player, maybe right. this is the season you say, I'm going to start listening to a few more podcasts. Perhaps we can help you uh, just refine your draft skills and draft preparation, that's really. It. And th- and that's it. Preparation is key. First tip. First tip. That's right. <laughs> Get amongst it. Well, yes. first tip really is just to listen to the TFL podcast. Absolutely. So keep Probably doing what you're doing. That's all you need to do, really. Yeah. Look, that's that's. That's right. There's other ones out mm. there. They are decent, but we are great. So uh, what's been happening for you, Chris? Uh, look, uh, we're about to have a baby, mate. So You are about to have a baby. <laughs> uh, my phone is on loud in he- the studio as we speak. That's right. Uh, where, what are we, almost 39 weeks. Uh, so it's <laughs> any moment now yeah. uh, you'll be doing a pod by yourself. So That's uh, it. I might have to get back T-Bone Jones or something yeah, yeah. like that to, to help me out because um, no one just wants to hear me talk for an hour. That's not fun. <laughs> um, need something to something else to break that up. But, yeah, that's crazy. That's mm. uh, exciting for you. Nothing as exciting for me, really. I feel like life's just, uh, you know, it's chugging along. We're just dealing with all the COVID stuff and we're just uh, – you know, work, but back at work, really. That's well, uh, kids look, are back in the classroom. Paint a depressing picture here, Rowan. Yeah, no. Look, that's why I'm here on the podcast because <laughs> this is my uh, outlet. Outlet. This is how yeah. we break free. Um. Um, so yeah, <laughs> should we move on? We should move on to some right. news and notes. Uh, breaking news and notes. There it is. <laughs> I forgot about that. That, <laughs> that time. Oh, well, guess what, Chris? Yeah, I'm on. Wanna, Antonio wanna Brown. Yes. Tweeted that he's done with football. Oh, no. And then came out and said, no, I actually want to play football. Oh. So is he like, <laughs> what is so this? I shouldn't have taken his word for it when he said he was done with football? Or maybe you shouldn't take his word that he wants to play again. I don't know. Okay. Like, I can't trust this guy. It's mm. like a, it's a wolf in sheep's clothing times yeah, three. It's not helping other teams want to sign him with this flip floppy attitude. No, that's the thing. Like he's not, hasn't got his business mind on at all. Mm. Uh, so look, for those of you out there who freaked out when he said he's done, well, guess what? You can. Did breathe. anyone freak out? I don't know if anyone did, um, because everyone knows by now that he doesn't really believe what he's saying, and he's just a flippant. Yeah, I mean, if we ever see him play again, that'll be a bonus for sure. It um, will. But really, it's like put him in the category of Josh Gordon. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it. 
It's a hard one to do. You're not going to draft him? No, I'm definitely not in redraft. Heck no. Uh, most of it has, uh, he's talked to some of the higher-ups in San Francisco. Mm. He's uh, wanted to clear the air. <laughs> he does kind of want to stay. You mean he came crawling back? I think so. <laughs> um, he, look, he's being underpaid compared to look, Coleman. He is. Um, but he's also a running back who's- Who's replaceable. Absolutely. In a Shanahan offense. Absolutely. Who will make any running back look really good. Yep. I mean, most of it was fantastic in he the playoffs. Um, so, look. Chances are he's going to rescind that trade request. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if the he's not going to get given. traded anyway. You can request no. all he wants. No, that's he's right. He's stuck. Uh, yes, he is. Um, it's just posturing, isn't it? There was some like movement around draft boards, though, with most of it. Sure. And, and thinking where he's going to be, will Coleman move up, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so there's probably some short trade windows there that could mm. have uh, happened for Dynasty Leagues. But, um, yeah, look, most is probably going to stay. And chances are he's going to do all right. Yep. Uh, the NFL has offered the NFLPA no preseason games. Mm. Uh, there is going to be COVID testing every day. Yep. It's uh, it's on the move. Yeah, there's, we're, we're moving in the right direction. We are. Which Agreements is- are being made. Um, so, yeah, we'll just see. Watch this space still. Hopefully we get some football. Fingers crossed. I mean, look, it sounds like they're doing everything that they can. Mm. Um, the NFLPA uh, seem to be pushing the right things for the health and safety for the players, which is what we want. Yep. We want everyone to stay healthy and fit and firing. Um, one thing that is probably a little bit left field, uh, there's a new stat that's going to be seen on next-gen stats on the, okay. on the NFL website. It's co- called expected rushing yards Ex- uh, yeah, right. and yeah. rushing yards over expected. Um, and so there was a big uh, statistical competition mm-hmm. r- world worldwide. And so I think um, a couple of guys from, I can't remember if it was Poland or Austria, um, they came out and won this competition by a landslide. The difference between the model that they presented between first and second was the same difference between the second and 24th team. Like they really blitzed it. And so they yep. came out with this this model to project expected rushing yards. I think uh, as, you know, a bit of a stat head, um, mass teachers that we are, something to keep an eye on will mm. have an impact on how we analyze fantasy um, running back. So I think I just wanted to bring that up because it's uh, something interesting. You can find it on the NFL uh, website news page. So it's going to be on the. It's going to be available. It's not behind some sneaky PFF paywall or anything. Uh, look, it's next gen stats. They're fairly available, yeah. I believe. Yeah, so okay. um, yeah, get on that. All right. Draft tips, Chris. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. I'd hoped you had something there for us yes. to move us into this next segment. What's your tip of the week, Chris? Look, uh, one's one, one that's very dear to my heart, mainly because I just love doing them, and that's mock draft, baby. Get the mock on. Oh, I love mock drafting. And what better way to get ready for a draft than to practice? Exactly. Um, what do people do when they want to get good at something? They practice. Yes, they and do. And so get into a whole bunch of mocks. They don't have to to do it over you know, the same time it takes to do a normal draft. There are plenty of draft simulators out there. Uh, like Fantasy Pros is probably the mostly used one out there um, where you can draft against the AI um, and just get a feel for the draft board. You can, you know, if you potentially want to see, oh, I wonder if I take this play, how does my, you know, in this round, I wonder how my team falls out after that. Or yes. there's a chance to really experiment so that when it comes to the actual draft day, yeah. Uh, you're not going to be surprised when something happens. And so you, you'll be, oh, oh, yeah, I remember doing a mock draft where it went that sort of started to fall this way. Um, this is what I'm going to do. And so, look, 
I don't want to know how many mock drafts I do before the draft. Um, <laughs> but it's just something I like to do. You know, well, especially keep, when they only take two, three minutes oh, sometimes. Some yeah. of them are real just sharp. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah get a couple things. done in your lunch break. Exactly. Put the kids to bed, sit on the couch or some TV with a mock draft going on at the same time. Oh, it's look. like... What else are you going to do? No, that's right. Especially in these times. Yeah, that's right. Uh, do you have a preferred place to do it? Because I know Yahoo, ESPN, Sleeper, mm. Fancy Pros, they all offer these um, yeah. spots to mock draft. Do you think you should do it on one, on multiple? What do you think? Uh, look, when I first started, it was I was all I knew was Yahoo yeah. mock draft lobbies. The worst yeah. thing about them, you're basically after two, three rounds, half the – uh, people in the mock draft have disappeared, and then uh, they they're all on auto draft. And Yahoo auto drafts their starting lineup first, so defenses and kickers get, get yeah, taken. Twelfth round, <laughs> it's like, ridiculous. That's, that shouldn't happen. I know. So um, I tend to try to avoid them, may, or, or I become what like them and just bail halfway through yeah, the draft, right. which is sort of sucky. Um, because thing, you want to see the upside players that people are taking. Absolutely, yeah. You and so um, I guess you, problem with draft simulators, they can get a little bit predictable. So, yes. but you can choose. Choose whether you want to, you know, draft against the expert consensus ranking or you want to um, draft against consensus ADP or other things. And so you can try different things to get different variations. Um, Another, you know, a great one is Sleeper. Um, I like Sleeper a lot. To do mock drafts. You can see the whole draft board. Exactly. That that Um, helps me. And so that's good. Um, But, yeah, plenty of options. Just do the one that you like the best. Yeah, that's it. I think – what is good about doing it on different things is that the ADPs are different. Yeah. Uh, and so you get a sense for um, the potential ways that different sites are viewing different players. I know uh, like often like things like CBS is very different to Yahoo and different to Sleeper and yeah. different to Fantasy Pros. And, um, I'll, and I'll probably concentrate the platform I'm about to draft on. For like sure. So if I'm about to do a draft on sleep with other people, yeah, they're going to be looking at that ADP list there. So you look at the same thing as them, don't you? So I want to know, I want to draft against that for practice yeah, that's uh, right. as well. No, for sure. I think that's a great, uh, great tip. My tip this week is that you should really know your format of scoring. Mm. Um, is it standard? Is it PPR? Is it half PPR? Um, have you got a super flex spot? Is it tight end premium? Uh, how many wide receivers are you starting? Some, uh, sites have a default with three wide receivers that you start, some of two and a flex, some of multiple flexes, because knowing your uh, limitations um, is really important. Knowing um, what is necessary for you to put on the park is really important because uh, that might mean that you actually feel like, okay, there's I need to play three wide receivers mm. here. So it means I need to actually take some wide receivers more earlier than I would take my quarterback or yep. another running back um, for depth because if – I don't want to be fielding a wide receiver five in my wide receiver three spot. No. That's not what I want to happen. Um, but if I drafted the same way as I would do uh, in a two wide receiver league, then it would actually be different. Yeah. Um, so the great thing I think with fantasy pros, especially their draft simulator lets you just customize the roster. Yep. Um, and so that is really, really helpful. Um, and there's actually a big difference, especially between standard and PPR, mm. especially a running back value. Absolutely. Um, when you're looking at getting points for every reception, guys like Austin Eckler and McCaffrey, they're uh, and Kamara, they're gold in PPR because every single yeah. time there's a dump off in the backfield, they're getting a point, yeah. um, which is you know worth ten yards in the standard. So uh, it's a lot easier to come by a reception than it is ten yards, and so uh, everything changes. But guys like Derrick Henry. He's an absolute beast in standard mm. scoring. Um, so still is in the whole. He is for sure. Just sort of the pure volume. But yeah, that's right. But in terms of 
putting stuff on the ground, touchdowns. He's the exception. He is the exception. Um, so Absolutely. Good know tip. your format, know your scoring. Absolutely. Awesome. Mate, yes. when, when is the last time you shaved that quarantine koala in your pants? <laughs> it's probably been a while. Look, support for the TFL podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Ooh. And Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Good oh. news, Chris. Oh, I'm listening. Manscaped just launched in Australia. Yes. We've gone years without using the right tools for the job. And no. Now we can be some of the first to experience the life-changing products here in Australia. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. Because you just don't you don't want to nick anything. No. You just ah, not at all. That just could me. happen. You don't, <laughs> you don't want to nick anything. No. Um <laughs> And so that's why Manscaped does- I, the Listeners don't actually know this. I actually recorded this in the bathroom uh, when you weren't, did, at, didn't know I was there uh, no, while you were doing it. Excuse me. So, uh, yeah. so no. that, that was the There's noise. There's some violations going on that we <laughs> yeah. might need to get some lawyers so thankfully in. Thankfully, we've got the Lawnmower 3.0. Exactly. The Lawnmower <laughs> 3.0. Uh, they've redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the Whoa. greatest uh, ball head trimmer ever created. Yes. And we are able to benefit from that. Absolutely. It's a third generation trimmer. features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. Which is, which is exactly what we want. <laughs> and when I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. Mm. Uh, the battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave. The water-resistant yes. technology allows you to groom in the shower where it's just a lot easier and cleaner. 90 minutes is a long shave. Go on. Go yeah, on. It is. Uh, look, you never know. There are some guys out there, who yeah. I'm sure, who need uh, all the time that they can get. One of the coolest <laughs> features, though, is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise mm, trimming. Absolutely. You want to know what you're doing. You do. You don't want to make any mistakes down there. Ah! Uh, they've also upgraded a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. Mm. And that's, let's not forget about the charging stand, Chris. Oh. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So if you're listening, Yes. I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself, guys. Yes. Trim it off. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TFLPOD, all caps, TFLPOD, at manscaped.com. Your body is going to thank you very much. Absolutely. Chris, we're going to move on to the NFC South. Mm. I love this division. Wait, you forgot something. What did I forget? Oh! <laughs> I love it. I forget, how did I forget that? I don't know. How, I, was, I thought something was missing. Anyway, go on. <laughs> We're having a good time. We are having a good time. Falcons, <laughs> Panthers, Saints, and Bucks. We are here to talk all things fantasy around these. Mm. Um, actually, they're all pretty good offenses. They are. They're actually pretty good. Uh, defense, on the other hand, is another thing that I, don't, I don't want to touch on. No, 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 no. Um, except for the fact that, you know, it just might make some teams throw more. I'm going to kick us off with the Falcons. Yes. And Matt Ryan is their quarterback. He is. He's been a very good quarterback for fantasy over the years. Uh, last year, he was the QB 11 from 15 games. Um, he seems to like even years, though. <laughs> yes. Uh, every second year, he seems to be in the top Six, mm-hmm. um, and every year after that, he seems to be only in the top 15. So yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? It's very odd. So, I mean, well, it's very even, and uh, <laughs> he should be 
in line for a great year just based yeah. off of that speculative. Um, I think it's the second year with Dan Quinn as well now since he's been back as offensive coordinator. Yes. I think that helps uh, this trend continue. Big time. Uh, he's got great passing off options. Yep. He loves to pass. He's consistently around that 4,500-yard mark. Yeah, that he's averaging over that exactly. over like the last nine seasons. It's ridiculous. Um, so weapons galore does have a tendency to be sacked. I just want to touch on the O line for a second. Mm. Um, it's they were they were bad. Yep, last year, um, and there is potentially room for improvement. PFF have got them. Um, well, they ha- they finished twenty fourth last year. Yep, All right. Um, Around the same mark again, um, PFF are predicting the four. Mike Tagliere, though, on Fantasy Pros does this thing where he looks at all the O-lines. He's actually projecting this to be the 11th best O-line. Wow. So he sees that they've got some high draft capital yep. investments that they've put into the O-line from previous years. Yep. Um, that second, third year growth um, should be occurring. So interesting to see that. Um, and if, that, if Tags is right, um, then – that's fantastic for Matt Ryan mm. because he's got time, have space. Um, he should push that 4,500-plus uh, yard mark again. Um, and as well, they have a below-average defense, yeah, which means they pass more. Yeah. They're often playing from behind. Uh, so high passing volume means high likelihood for Ryan to flourish this year, yeah. I think. I mean, I've got him at 620 pass attempts so far. I feel yeah. that's even conservative sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it is. Yeah. Um, I... He's a top 10 guy. But one thing I think of, yeah, I, he's my QB8 at the moment. The one thing I do think about, though, is how much they might run the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, Todd Gurley is there. so Yep. But no one else is. No one else is there. No Ryan's right. not going to run none of his backups. Like, I feel that they they can only run so much with that, <laughs> with who they've got. So. No, that's right. I mean, you see how, how they use Gurley. Yep. That's for sure. Um, who also can catch. He can catch a lot. So I think like that's the, that'll be a part of the default mm. as well uh, for Ryan. Last year, Gurley ran behind the 31st ranked O line. It was mm. atrocious. Yes, yeah, not, not good. Um, and yet he still finished as the RB14. Yeah, that, those touchdowns were pretty amazing. He had 14 it? touchdowns. <laughs> the fact that with that O line, they made it to the red zone yeah. to allow him to punch through those touchdowns mm-hmm. was a bit ridiculous. Um, so look, this is what goes through my head. We know yes. the injury. Bring risk. us in. We know that there's the arthritic knee. Yes. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone sees the risk with Gurley. And yet, even in last year when arguably he was dealing with it the worst, he still pulls out RB14 numbers behind yep. the, the second to, second worst O-line in the league. Mm-hmm. If he's moving to even an O-line that is, you know, a mediocre average O-line. Yeah. But is in he's in an offense that is high passing volume, knows how to move the football down the field. Mm. They're going to be in the red zone. Yep. They're going to be in that 10, five yard, um, five yard mark. Um, I don't understand why we are doubting Gurley in that regard. I think it's purely health concerns, isn't it? And whether yes. he's lost the step because of his knees. Um, That's it. And everything- did you see him do some leg presses? Uh- yeah. <laughs> yes. Look, he's, look, if you ask him, He's fine. Yeah. And so, he comes out all the time. He's, he's like, on a one-year deal anyway, I'm pretty sure. Right. And so Atlanta don't care about his long-term health. No, they want um, him for this year. So they'll be smashing him. So, look, I, there'll be plenty of volume. Like you said, there'll be goal line work. Yeah. Uh, I've got him at a conservative seven uh, rushing touchdowns. See, I've got him at 10 because I honestly think that, that he'll wow. be a massive part of that. I think he can put up 15 touchdowns this year in total. Mm-hmm. Um, 
why else would they have gone and got him? Yep. He's one of the best goal line backs that we've seen. Um, I think he's going to be utilized in the passing game a lot. I've got him for 80 targets. Yep. Uh, could easily have more. So where does he where does he fall on your RB rankings? Uh, he's my RB 11. Yep. And so I know that he's actually being drafted, what, late third round? Yeah, um, yeah no. There's definite value in picking him up. For sure. Um, like if I'm going wide receiver heavy in my in my early rounds, I'm very happy to take Todd Gurley as and you did as in a, a dynasty league. I did in a dynasty <laughs> league. I did. Um, so I think. Well, no, I didn't. He wasn't. He's my RB two behind Clyde Edwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, but in terms of my actual projections, sure, he's yep. he would be my RB one. Yeah, look, I'm I'm not as high on the touchdowns, obviously. No, he's fair my, enough. But he's still my RB fifteen. I'm very. I'd be very happy rolling him out as an RB two for sure. Absolutely, that's it. Uh, would I be worried as my RB one? Probably. I'd like someone with a bit safer. No, I understand. Uh, that. You know. There, but you know, we'll see. But like we say, running backs can get injured, and I think if you can stack some of those guys like mm. Tony Pollard or Latavius Murray um, on your on your bench, Madison on your bench, then you've potentially got cover for Gurley if yep. that happens. Um, All right, wide Hul- receivers. Who yeah, we wide got? receivers. Look, you got Helio Jones. Is this almost? Is this the best tandem in the NFL with Jones and Ridley mm. uh, for fantasy purposes? For fantasy purposes, yes. Um, is this better than Evans and Godwin? I am scared about- Which we'll get to later. Yeah, we'll get to later. Jeepers. Um, <laughs> got some great <laughs> players on the pod today. Um, but Ridley and Jones, like, I'm really nervous, but I look at their stats and I go, individually, they, this is what they should produce. Yep. But Hilo Jones is my wide receiver four in mm-hmm. projections. He, he's a gun. He hasn't gone under 1,394 yep. yards in the past six seasons. Mm-hmm. You can lock this guy in. Um, he's not too old. No. Everyone might, everyone's like, oh, he might be a bit old, but no. He's- well, yeah, there's the fear, but if you actually delve into it, he hasn't shown any signs of slowing down no, or losing a step none of anything. whatsoever. And it's not like a quarterback when they can fall off a cliff. No. Wide receivers do take a couple of years to yep. probably fall uh, in their um, production. And he's doing it without massive touchdowns as well, isn't he? I know. Like- that's the thing. Like he's just consistently top five wide receiver. Um Ridley might take some targets yep. because Ridley is showing that he can be as good a receiver yep. as Julio. But when you throw it 620-odd times. Yeah, that's right. You um, can do it. There's plenty of uh, volume to go around. I've got Julio Jones for 150 targets uh, this year and, and Ridley for 125. Um, so I've got Julio as my wide receiver four. Ridley's my wide receiver nine. He is in my yeah, top right. ten wide receivers. And that that kind of makes me really nervous. Because I don't know if I I should. I feel like you know he's only in his third year. He shouldn't be doing all this stuff. And um, but last year he had ninety three targets from thirteen games. He only started started ten of them. Um, sixteen game pace of one hundred and fourteen targets mm. in his second year, and he's moving in to be the clear number two behind Julio. So he's not going to take the number one cornerback either. Yep. So he has got. Uh, they're going to cause havoc for cornerbacks because they don't think they'll end up knowing who to go to this year. And so when you've got a cornerback going to Julio Jones one week, Ridley's going to have a boom week. And then if they decide to flip it, then Jones will probably have a boom week. So either way, both of these guys are fantastic. Um, Ridley, I think should demand 120 targets or more. I've got him projected for 125. 
Um, reception perception, uh, great work by Matt Harmon. 95th percentile versus man coverage. Mm, 90, well. He's just so good against man. Yep. Um, just you can't sleep on Ridley. And yet no. he's going, uh, what's he, ADP of wide receiver 14. Look, that's pretty high. Like a lot of people are pumping him up, but I honestly think he can go better. Well, I mean, I've got him as my 10th. Uh, and yep, there I, you go. I just can't see, I just can't see it being any less in terms of my projections. Like he's going to crack the, the thousand yard mark. Has he, to. He's, I've got him down at eight touchdowns. Me like, too. It's just, he's, I don't know. Like, it, I mean, he's almost the most surefire breakout I can see. Yeah, which, I mean, which is, makes me nervous because I'm like, maybe we are overestimating him and, like, what happens if this goes wrong? I'm sorry, but Laquan Treadwell no, and Russell Gage and even, and even Hayden Hurst coming in, like, they're not going to get in his way. No, they're like, not. They're, Austin Hooper's gone. Yes. Uh, sure. Hayden Hurst, we'll, we'll get on to him now, I guess, as well. But yeah. Like, but, yeah, I think you're right. Um like Hayden Hurst, I've got him down for 90 targets. Yeah. But he can have 90 targets and still these other guys have massive targets because you're right, Matt Ryan's going to throw for 600 yeah. plus times. Um, like you said, he's coming to replace Hooper. Hooper had 97 targets last year in 13 games, mind you. Yeah. So on a 16-game pace, um, you know, potentially if Hurst plays 16 games, like or well, if Hooper was to play 16 games, you know, that's, mm. um, you know, 100, 110, 120 um targets, which yep. is ridiculous for a tight end. Mm. Like that's huge. No wonder Hooper was trending. Well, he was the tight end one for a time last year. Um, so to come in to replace that guy, yep. um, I don't think Hurst takes all of those targets. No. Uh, especially with, you know, short and preseason, all that yada, yada, yada. Um, but he immediately becomes the n- number one wide, uh, sorry, number one tight end. Yep. Uh, but probably still is the fourth receiving option, um, potentially behind Julio Ridley and Gurley. There's, a, there's yeah. a potential there. I mean, look, you could probably argue for third. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I've got him slightly ahead of Gurley, but it, and but there's the question marks there, isn't there? For sure. He's, he's a new new guy in the Both new system. But, hey, R- Matt Ryan does like a tight end. So yes, he does. I, I think he – it all depends on what the, I guess, how – what the preseason hype becomes and whether people are just really on him yeah. and whether he starts rising the draft board. But if, I'd love – I love Hurst as a late-round – tight end and you can get him he's at the moment his ADP is tight end 14 yeah but I, I, I don't want to I probably would be a bit hesitant to draft him say as a top eight guy yeah that's understandable Even though I think I've got him as my eighth I don't know if I yeah he's my tight end 10 yep. at the moment so I do like him a lot um even if he only gets 90 targets over 16 games I think you yep. know he's still gonna be in that um you know you'd start every week Range, yeah. I, I think I don't think I necessarily want to be streaming him, if, especially if he shows something over the first mm. two weeks. Anyway, they're my thoughts on the Falcons, Chris. High-powered offense, O-line should get better. Yep. Um, I like Gurley a lot. I think he's underrated in this offense for sure. On to Carolina, Chris. Yes. What do you got for us? Uh, look, uh, obviously a bit of bit of a change in Carolina. We've now got a new- Fair bit of change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whole new offense and coaching situation with Matt Rule coming from the college ranks coming in. Uh, so 
it's very interesting, especially when there's a couple uh, big name fantasy players uh, on this team that a lot of people big are interested time. in. A uh, little bit of unknown of how that's going to change. But one thing that we do know, we know Teddy Bridgewater's come into town. He has. And so straight away the whole quarterback situation's improved out of sight. Oh, big time. <laughs> like, not, no, I mean, Cam Newton was great. Oh, for but, sure. But last year was a mess. Uh, Kyle Allen. Oh, yuck. <laughs> uh, so, uh, look. Other Bridgewater showed that he's uh, a more than capable, uh, I guess, field general type uh, taking oh, care of that team. He managed the Saints very well. Yeah, from week seven to eleven in uh, you know New Orleans, he was a QB nine in that stretch. So that's you know, I'll take I, I, that from Teddy Bridgewater coming off like not starting for a long time for sure. Um, give him a you know a team of his own. Hopefully they'll utilize him well. Um, I think he could be a good uh, streaming option as a quarterback. I'm not drafting him. No, I wouldn't um, draft him either uh, in a one QB league. But definitely, uh, look, he could be. Look, he could. You could take him late round. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no to that. Like I wouldn't like look down upon anyone who does that because. Um, well, I, I've Bridgewater passing 600 times. Mm. Their defense sucks. Yep. What have you got him at? Uh, these are great questions to, <laughs> know, to have the answers for. Uh, <laughs> um, look, uh, this is my team that I was going to talk about. No. Um, Sorry, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Wow, 600 times. Look, I, I'm a bit lower, but um, I still, yeah, he, he could support. There's a good big range of outcomes, and I think at the moment it's just a bit on the unknown. How's this offense going to look? Is it going to be past happy uh, that we thought? Um, but I'll probably uh, have to revisit my projections there because I'm a, bit, a lot lower than you. Um, uh, but obviously, running back situation, the clear number one pick uh, is Who? Christian McCaffrey. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. No. <laughs> Look, some people will put in Barkley as one over him. Look, you're you're allowed to do that. I'll let you. Yeah, for sure. Um, but let's not get cute here. He, no. The season that we just witnessed was out of this world. Um, and even if he regresses, he's still amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, look, obviously there is, he's under a different coaching situation, so he, yes. might, he may get used differently. Um, but um, Teddy Bridgewater, he's as a starter, yeah. he's targeted running back positions over 20% of the time. So, that's that's really important for McCaffrey. Absolutely. So you've got to think that there's uh, Teddy Bridgewater likes to throw to a to a running back. Yep. Does Matt Rule like that to happen? If so, mwah, match made in heaven. <laughs> um, but like bon appetit. <laughs> so I'll take that. Um, but you know, uh, but uh, no one ever repeats being number one running back year after year. No, oh, really, Chris. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Um, <laughs> shut up. Uh, he's still the most probable one to do it. Okay, hundred like, percent. Like, sure, him. He is. There's probably like a thirty percent chance he's going to be the running back one at the end of the year. But the next best is twenty percent or something like that. So, like, yeah, sure, there is a high chance that he won't be the number one, but he's the most likely to be the number one. So, I'm going to take that bet. That's a good bet to take. Yeah. I'll take Christian McCaffrey. Thank you. If I'm number one, no right? worries. It's not up for debate for me. Um, what? Wide you receivers? Mean, wide receivers. Oh, you you can say something? No, I was going to say you mean Reggie Bonifans? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bonifon. Bonifon. Uh, look, I mean, I wouldn't even worry about him picking him up late in a draft almost. McCaffrey's just too solid. It's not worth no, betting on him getting injured. If he does injured. get injured, you just, look, you're going to spend all your fab, but bad luck. It's yeah, yeah. just, you know. Yeah. And if someone wants to waste a bench spot on Bonifon, be my guest. Yeah, go for it. Uh, DJ Moore. Ooh, I oh, love DJ Moore. 
not many people don't like DJ Moore, I think. Like it's just he's just a real seems like a real nice guy. Um <laughs> that's yeah. something, you know, just just going about his business. Um I know nothing about the man. Um but <laughs> look, but look, he put up Good yardage last year. Yeah, yeah. So you had get this, 135 targets, of course. The, who else was it going to throw to? No, that's right. Um, turn that into 87 catches uh, for 1,175 yards and four touchdowns. Not bad with a rubbish quarterback. Oh, Allen was the quarterback. <laughs> yes, I know. So this catch percentage should definitely go up. Oh, you've got to think so. Um, so, look, I, potential, another, like, uh, is almost like a bit of a Ridley type. Um, I guess, outlook on him, someone who's really shown good signs, who's ready to just jump a couple of tiers yeah. this season. Um, he's clearly the number one target, whereas Ridley isn't. That's right. Um, just it all depends on that offense and how he's used. Yeah, I just I think the touchdowns might be less for him. I yeah. feel like that's the thing with this offense. Yeah, and if we look, if we dive into the reception perception, he doesn't have as good numbers as, say, a Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley in terms of success versus, uh, you know, press and man and stuff like yes, that. Yes, that's right. Um, but he's, he's a yards after catch monster. And oh, get that body on the ground. He pretty much all of his success were off of, uh, you know, slant and dig routes, get the ball in his hand, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to love that option yep. and let him let him do the work with the ball in his hands. So, look, uh, I'm really high on DJ Moore, uh, ADP of 15. I'll be definitely taking him there. Oh, for sure. Um, in terms of other receivers, like we brought in Robbie Anderson. We've still got a Curtis Samuel in Carolina. Now, Curtis Samuel yep. was last year's little breakout um, yeah, I had him prediction. for a time. And I, I enjoyed it. I could flex him every now and then. Mm. Uh, it did fade off towards yeah, the end just of the season. didn't quite do what we want. We wanted him to take that extra step. Look, he, he is still a sneaky layout. You could you could take him almost with your last pick. Look, I look because I think they pass a lot. I think there's room for Samuel mm. to be a, a top thirty receiver. Yeah, it just depends. Who do they want to be their field stretcher? They brought in Robbie Anderson on that deep threat, and I think. Yes. Between these two, it might be just a case of can you trust either of them to be consistent? Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, but feel free to take a late shot in a draft, but I wouldn't be, uh, you know, taking them to, you know, in, within the first 12, 13 rounds probably. No, for sure. It's, it's one of those guys that you can probably pick up with your last pick. Yep. Um, um, and one of them will probably be on the waivers. Now, uh, tight ends uh, in Carolina. Look, Ian Thomas, it's hard to really know. Is he going to be a. Uh, um, I guess, utilised in this new offence when there are so many weapons in McCaffrey, in Moore, Anderson, Samuel. Uh, you've got to think anything sort of just, you know, underneath work's going to be picked up by McCaffrey, going to yeah, be picked up so. like, with slant routes from from uh, Moore. Is there a place for Thomas? Look, I'd like to think there'll be something, but I just I don't think he's uh, really that draft. He's going to be a streaming option, I think. Yeah, if he, for sure. If he catches touchdown, I mean, yeah, touchdown dependent. He's a tight end 22. He's not going to get drafted. Uh, so I wouldn't be worried too much about him. Really. No, I wouldn't be touching Just keep him. an eye on him. For sure. No, I love the Panthers. Um, I think their wide receiver options are you mm. just got to watch him because I think who knows what Bridgewater can do with a yep. uh, with this offense. I think he can Absolutely. do a lot of good stuff. Uh, on to the Saints. Yes. Oh, the Saints. Don't you just love their offense? Like how can you not look at their offense and just go, this is just good. <laughs> it's just so good. And like there's a reason why everyone says that they can make the Super Bowl. Um, and it's, well, 
it's Drew, Drew Brees really is just the one who just keeps this offense going and going and going. Um, last year he didn't finish very well because in, in terms of the whole season because he was injured for so long. Yeah. Um, but in terms of points per game, he was QB7 wow. from 11 games. Yep. Um, Mr. Consistent averaged over 20 points per game for the uh, for seven out of the nine uh, last previous seasons. Um, last four years has a completion percentage at 70 plus. Wow. Um. Now, at the moment, he's my QB 12 on the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, that's mostly, again, because I think there's a lot of other quarterbacks who have really high rushing upside. Um, and so that's part of part of my reasoning there. Um, but really, as he has every option um, to continue on mm. uh, and, you know, really smash it out of the park. Absolutely. Um, especially I mean, when you guys. The question is. Yeah. And this is where people are listening, potentially looking at how their draft's going to play out. Uh-huh. Coming at QB9, you're going to draft him. Where Where are you going to draft him? Where would you feel comfortable about taking a Drew Brees? In terms of rounds, mm. you're talking about? Uh, look, I'd be happy to take a Drew Brees um, around the 7th or 8th. Yep. Uh, I think the, the, the thing with quarterbacks, as we always say, is that you can get a good one late. Absolutely, and I don't know if there's um, that enough upside to for me to really try and take Breeze around his ADP. No, and I think with he's not he doesn't have the running floor that other quarterbacks no. have. Um, I'm I'm probably even a bit later. I'm just not that interested. You know, eight at the absolute earliest, and that's if I'm yeah feeling frisky. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, look, I think he's going to be a top twelve quarterback. Just. Um, yeah. Look, he's got upside because he's got great weapons. Um, yeah, I just don't want to lose out on another potential running back receiver that has upside. Where and I exactly can, I can pick up that that quarterback later. Yeah, that's it. So, um, look, I probably won't have Drew Brees in my team this year, but look, he strange things happen in drafts. I know that's right, but he's, I'll be happy to have him if I have to have him. Yeah. Um, running backs, mm-hmm. you got two running backs that are just very good. Yep. One is extremely good yes. uh, in Yavin Kamara. Yep. Uh, last two seasons had a, has had a 16-game pace for over 200 carries and over 100 targets. Um, hasn't quite hit the mark because he played 15 games in 2018, 14 games in 2019. Um, he had 14 touchdowns in 2018 and then five. He had five touchdowns last year. Yeah. Like, what happened last year? I don't know. I don't know. I th- It's like they might have... <laughs> I think Michael Thomas just ascended into yep. um, just being how good he is. Um, he was also dealing with injuries, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Uh, and so, look, he wasn't that great, um, but still consistent in yep. terms of his opportunity. Uh, this year, I think, really begs for positive regression, if, especially if he is healthy. Absolutely. Um, the O-line in New Orleans is ranked number two at PFF um, for 2020. Mm-hmm. He's he's my RB3. Wow. Uh, so I've got him above Zeke, and I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> but it's I've got him projected at, at 110 targets. Yeah, I've got him rushing 210 times. So I've got him having 10 touchdowns on the year. So he middles out there, right between yep. those last two years. Um, 
Latavius Murray is a good running back, and when he had to play, he was the number one quarterback, uh, quarterback number one running back for the two weeks that he had to come yeah, in for on the great. season. I, I was a beneficiary of that in one of my legs. It's it was- a beautiful thing when you get to just go, oh, I guess I'll <laughs> chuck this guy in. Oh, thanks for the 30 points. Yes. <laughs> um, just came off my bench. No worries. Mm-hmm. Um I think they'll, you know, he'll punch through a couple, a few touchdowns. Yeah. If it's not the Mark Ingram role of old, though, is it? Like it's that no, Mark Ingram light. It is Mark Ingram Very light. Very light, maybe. Very light now. <laughs> and look, Murray's 30 years old. Yep. Alvin Kamara is in his uh, fourth year now. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the guy. I think now that, that, that changing of the guard between Ingram and Kamara, it had a bit of overlap. And last year, Murray kind of played that role that Ingram light role. But I think now we're really coming into this fullness yep. of Kamara is our guy. Yep. He's going to get, um, he's going to be a three down back. Um, we're going to use him a lot. And I think the targets there uh, are a big part of that. I think if, if a running back can ever get over a hundred targets, um, especially with someone like Drew Brees, you know, Kamara is going to catch a heck of a lot of those balls. Mm-hmm. He's not going to drop many of them. Um, and so I think that's the thing. That's the thing that propels him into RB3 for me yep. uh, is probably quarterback play um, and the fact that he's now the guy. Murray's is not. Yep. Look, um, he, he's 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 my fifth option. Okay. Behind um, Cook. Is that right? Behind Cook and, and Zeke. Uh, just Fair by enough. a whisker. Just by a whisker. Like yep. they're same tier for me. Uh, take it or leave it. We're, and I guess if you look at, look, if I was thinking of those three, I yep. think I'd still draft. Zeke over it just for Fair the enough. the safety of you yeah, know I can understand that uh, of that um, and I'd probably then draft uh, you know I mean right now in a vacuum I'd draft Kamara as my fourth Cook yeah. as my fifth um, but uh, that's really just about contract holdout types you know, oh for unknowns, sure we're not really. entirely sure what um, Cook's going to do yet but anyway I think look either way draft Kamara just do it yeah yeah. Um, um, don't be scared. Don't be scared. And, and Murray's got a lot of upside um, if you can take him in one of those later rounds yep. um, as well. Wide receivers, Michael Thomas is a gun. <laughs> yes. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, he's a, tar- yeah, he's a target machine. Catches everything. <laughs> like, like you're, you're talking about a wide receiver. 149 receptions. Like he has a catch percentage in the 80s. <laughs> for a wide receiver. Yeah. Plays the X. He's <laughs> catching 80 plus percent of his passes. That's amazing stuff. Who is this man? Uh, like it's just, oh, he does my head in. Yeah. How good he I is. I mean, I felt I was being Conservative? You know, a bit of a wimp in <laughs> Projecting for 160 targets, like I've got 162, and it's I just feel like, like, should I give him more? Yeah, <laughs> just like because he's the first read every time. Yep. Drew Brees is just looking for Thomas. Where yep. is he? And he's not afraid to throw <laughs> it to him because Thomas can make catches yep. wherever he is on the field. Yep. He's just outrageous. That's ah, just stupid. So, um, just draft Michael Thomas. I think you can probably take him at the four. I probably wouldn't take him earlier. Wow. Um. Look, that's that's Take stretching him out of it. Those four running backs. That's if I really like. If I really believe in Thomas, which I'm not sure where I sit yet. And like, mm. that's the hardest thing is like comparing a wide receiver to a running back. That's, it's yeah. really tricky. I think I still like to sit on those running backs. Yeah, I understand that. Take Thomas. Look, probably, if he falls, if I sixth, fifth, sixth, maybe. Yeah, look, I definitely personal preference. Personally, I would definitely take him at five. Yep. Four is would be reasonable in my mind. I wouldn't take him at three. Um. So. If, if it was PPR, then you could argue for three. Yeah, sure. Um, just for what he presents in terms of receptions. Mm. Um, but for me, in a in a half PPR redraft, which is what we play mostly, I'd take him at the five. Uh, more often than not, um, if any 
anything less than that, I just snatch him up straight away. Mm. Um, I don't care if you really want to go running back, running back. Um, just take Michael Thomas. Yes. Um, Emmanuel Sanders Manny. has come into the team. Yes. And he does my head in a little bit. I, yeah, I, we've argued a bit. We have, we have <laughs> argued a little bit. Um, every year, mm. except last year, and that's, you know, for a certain reason, but every year before that pretty much, he has been on a 16-game pace for 110-plus targets every year. And he's been on multiple teams, Yeah, right? Denver, uh, where was he? Um, he was at San Fran uh, last year and he was at, oh, gosh, I've forgotten where he was before that. Uh, either Denver. way, Denver. Did you say Denver? I already said Denver. Oh. Anyway, uh, Emmanuel Sanders is a very good wide receiver and he's coming in where he doesn't have to play the number one. Mm. So he's number two. He is someone that, you know, it, like the only reason he didn't have 110 plus targets last year was because he was at the 49ers who don't pass the ball. No. Unless they're definitely open. Um, and even if they are open. And had half a season. Like in then. the Super Bowl, uh, he gets overthrown. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo hating that uh, moment in his life. Um, but. He comes into a way bigger passing offense than San Fran. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like he's third in targets behind Thomas and Kamara. That's where I have him. I have him third in line, yep. um, which still is a good spot to be in. If you want to produce for fantasy, that's actually okay. Yep. Um, Especially now, you've got some stats that I'm sure you're going to rattle yes, off I've in a second. Yeah, yes. um, uh, Look, I still have him ranked at my wide receiver 42, mm. okay? But my gut... And a lot of the things that I'm reading now, I feel like he has wide receiver two, three outside. So it's in a pass heavy offense. He's got a strong football mind. He's going to take the number two cornerback. Mm. Like that's n- no doubt. Reception perception really likes Sanders a lot. Last year, he actually matched his best success rate versus man. Uh, he struggled against press, but like Harmon says in the Saints, he probably is not going to face the hey, press that Ron. often. I don't care. Oh, you know who I've got? I've got Michael Thomas who catches 80% of my passes. <sighs> so I'm just going to throw the bloody ball to him 170 million times. Yeah, but what if – look, I understand that. But if Thomas can't attain mm. what he did last year and offenses go, we need to shut down Thomas more, then Sanders is the how can guy. They, how can they try to do that I more? don't know, but all I'm saying <laughs> – This is the problem. Look – I'm just gonna. I'll reel off my my little. But if quick Thomas research. is doing getting double, triple coverage on the on the right hand side or the left hand side, whatever, he'll catch it. No, he can't. <laughs> <laughs> he'll catch it. Fine. I look. I like Emmanuel Sanders. But there's look. I like Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, do and, you? Why wouldn't you? But. <laughs> But, I, just, I just have concerns about wide receiver twos in New Orleans. I understand that. Over the la- like last three, yeah, let's let's, let's go the three years since Michael Thomas was the guy. Okay, from right. his you know sophomore year. Yes, all right. Twenty seventeen wide receiver two, seventy targets. Who was it? Oh, Ted Ginn. Don't worry about it. Probably uh, twenty eighteen. <laughs> maybe Snead. I don't Do know. Do your research, Chris. I uh, didn't look. I've just looked at the numbers. <laughs> uh huh. All right. The next one. Yeah. Twenty eighteen yeah. wide receiver two, the wide receiver two. Yes. 44 targets. All right. Last year, the wide receiver two, 56 targets. Yeah. That's my concern that- For sure. To- uh, Breeze, he sees Thomas, he throws to Thomas. Yeah. End of story. I understand. That's all I'm worried about, Sanders. And my question in that is, were any of those wide receiver twos as good as Emmanuel Sanders? 
doesn't matter if Breeze, Breeze doesn't even look at them for before he, you know, he's already passed to Thomas. Yeah, but if we're talking about, look, yes, okay, I understand that, but I've still got Michael Thomas sitting at 160 targets, mm. and I've got Emmanuel Sanders at 110. I think that's doable. I think it's very, very possible because I don't mm. think Cook's catching that much. I think Cook's going to have about 70 targets. That's more than yeah. he even had last year. He was a great tight end last year. But that's because he caught bloody nine touchdowns on 43 yes. receptions. Uh, had a career best 16.4 yards per reception, which mm. is like four yards per reception more than he's ever had in his yeah. career. Um, that's way unsustainable. I don't see that happening at all for Jared Cook. Um, I think he'll be he'll be serviceable and so has some good weeks, but that's just because he's in a, he's in a very pass friendly offense. Um, look, if you're going to throw the ball a lot, I've got him throwing for 570 times. Yep, I don't think that you can. Like, yes, you have Kamara and you have Thomas. I just find that when when Breeze doesn't hit Thomas, it's then spread pretty evenly amongst everyone else. Yes, yeah, so th- and so you got your Kamara, you got like your Cook, you got I know got your Sanders. My gut says that Emmanuel Sanders, you got old is, mate uh, Traquan there as well. Oh yeah, Traquan. Who cares? Um, like Emmanuel Sanders is better than that. Why would why would they take Sanders if they weren't going to actually use still, him? Because his quality. But yeah, that's right. So use the quality that's so there. They'll probably won't. Other teams won't sleep on their wide receiver too. Give Thomas even more reason to catch more balls. Yeah, look, that's also possible. That's true. Um, Wait and see. Either way, these guys are. Probably- I just all I'm saying is there's some risk here, and I'm more. I'm just. I, a little I bit understand worried. the risk, and that's why I've still got Not him. Not doubting as, the player. He's still wide receiver 42 for me. Yeah, but I think he. Bet- I've still got him at. I've got him at 90 targets. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I don't have him down at you know 70. I hear that. 40, but I just uh, just concerns. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. You've talked about Jared Cook, haven't you? Yeah, I have briefly. Who cares about Jared yeah. Cook? I, I actually I won't draft him. I will. No, right, you go for it. I reckon he's a great late round tight end. Yeah, a lot of people were burnt. They're not going to touch I would him. Take, I would take Gasicki. I would take um, Johnny Smith over Jared Cook. Yep. Uh, Hayden Hurst over John, Jared Cook. Um, so who, who of those three would you take um, instead of Jared, um, Jared Cook over? I'd take Jared Cook over all of them. Really? I've got, <laughs> I've got him as my uh, tight end seven. You are as your tight end seven. Yeah. Uh, Jared Cook is sitting as my tight end. As my projections. 14. I think. Quite often their tight end in, in New Orleans gets more targets than their wide receiver too. Obviously Jimmy Graham had something to do with that. Yes. Um, but I, I feel like there was some chemistry built. He's got a bit of a leg up uh, when I compare him to Sanders. He's got some some rapport with Breeze already. Yeah, look, I, I, fair enough. Uh, I, you leave him for me. Thank you. All right. All right. Last, Talk about the Bucks. Last. But you know, another short one that we can yes. get through. <laughs> All right. So Tampa Bay Buccaneers, little something happened. I don't know if you heard anything. Um, Did they change quarterback? Uh, yeah, maybe. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, look, who, who, uh, who gone, in? <laughs> gone is the 30 for 30. Uh, James <laughs> Special. Uh, in comes uh, Tom Brady, who is apparently very good. Um, I don't know, I really know. It's what what shocked me when I was looking through Tampa Bay projections is mm-hmm. how high Tom Brady finished on my projections, <laughs> and it scared the living lips out of me. Well, so, if you want Godwin and Evans to do so well, you kind of well, have to, don't you? Well, yeah. Um, you've got to think that he's coming into a better environment than what he was in in New England. I can't believe I actually say that, but in terms of weapons, yes, uh, he's actually got people to throw to who can. Then take the ball and do something with the ball. Um, 
potentially, he do, you know, the running game might not be quite there yet. Yeah. Um, but um, I really think he, he, he can – Tom Brady's going to be a top 12 quarterback this year. Yeah. Yeah, I've got him as my 11th. Um, and I don't even – and I feel that I've tried my hardest to get him out of the, my top 12. Yeah, he's, he's 10th for me. Yeah. So, yeah. look, um, he's going to – you know, they're going to throw the ball a lot. Yeah. He's going to get, you know, over – you know, potentially over 4,500 yards um, yep. and they're going to get a lot of touchdowns and he's going to be careful with the ball, whereas Jameis wasn't. Yeah. Um, they've made upgrades in their offensive line in the draft. They have. They've, they've drafted an extra running back to help uh, with pass protection on the running game uh, in Keyshawn Vaughn, hopefully, yeah. and they'll use that a bit more. Yeah. Um, I feel that he's, he's going to have a good year. Um, so potentially, I mean, Someone will probably reach for him in your in your league. Look, ever, there's always a Brady reacher. Yeah, like that always so, happens. So I doubt I'd, I'd I'd draft him, but you never know. Late in the draft, uh, how things are going. That's true. Uh, moving on uh, to our running backs. Oh, what a situation! Now this has recently become quite close to my heart now because yeah, I, you you acquired. Uh, said rookie. Yeah, I, I in our I, dynasty league. Yeah, in our dynasty league, dynasty. I that I, word that that <laughs> league that league uh, merger league the merger. That got. Uh, look, I picked up um, Kishon Vaughan in a in a bit of a trade. You did. Um, we're, we're not here to discuss the the, the trade in general, but basically, nah, something Twitter if you want to know yeah, more about there, that. There's something on there, um, but it's a really interesting situation here where Ronald Jones, who has disappointed, is he a bust? Not like we, for two years now people have been picking him up, hoping that he breaks out, couldn't just shoo Peyton Barber out of the room. Peyton Barber. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, where's he now? Oh, third string at the Dolphins. <laughs> is he now the Dolphins? I like, thought he was at Washington. Oh, no, you're right. Sorry, I got my backfields mixed up. Oh, really good. My, they more, I mean, they're both rubbish backfields. moved him on. But, yeah. Yeah, so he's... <laughs> But but the hype train's going on now. Yeah, I think uh, everyone loves uh, <laughs> Rojo's got a lot of uh, love in the yeah. last little while. Oh, did you hear he put on six <laughs> to eight pounds of muscle? I did. Uh, Excellent. Did you hear he caught three hundred passes on the jugs machine? Oh, the jugs <laughs> drafting. <laughs> now look. I am He's being, got upside. I'm being, oh no, I'm being stupid here. He actually, <laughs> as if you look at it, where he's getting drafted and he's getting drafted as an RB36 behind yeah. Keyshawn Vaughan, yeah. there is undeniable value for the potential and upside that he could bring if he just completely beats out Keyshawn Vaughan and beats the guy. Yeah, that's right. And so even though potentially I've got a vested interest hoping Vaughan takes that, <laughs> it's going to be hard for me to pass him up in a redraft league. Here's the thing, though. We we always want oh Ronald Jones. Maybe he'll be the guy. Yeah, we're seeing that idea of the guy appearing so much less than we have Absolutely. in the past. Like this is a committee. No, it is, and it's going to be split. And look, what have we seen in New England? You've seen James White be yep. relevant for fantasy with Sony Michelle being relevant for fantasy when he's doing good sometimes. things. Sometimes, <laughs> anyway. Um, and so, how this plays out, um, Keyshawn Vaughn is the more natural catcher. He's yeah. uh, been uh, touted as the better pass protector and that's potentially what we need to look out for. I mean, do we, we do remember Ronald Jones just got benched and didn't got- Yeah, you know, bad pass protection. Yeah, that's right. missed a blitz pickup, didn't play for a game. 
Yeah. Like was basically put sent to the naughty corner by Arians. Yeah. Uh, Keyshawn's Arians guy. It's just going to be interesting. But as Maybe. a rookie, a rookie could make a mistake like that. And Arians said, oh, well, Ron without, Jones goes back in. Without a, without a preseason, I'm going to go with the guy that knows the system. And so yeah. really unknown. Well, David Johnson still took a whole year to really yeah. become relevant. But I think it's definitely worth the later Arizona. round upside type type pick here. Who do you have higher? Like who would you take first, Jones or, or Vaughn right now in redraft? Uh, right now I'll, I'm taking Vaughn, but okay. the, um, and I just more uh, based on having that receiving yep, ability on top of, I think it's going to be split workload for for carries, uh, but with Vaughn getting more passing work. Fair enough. All right, Rod said we've got to be quick because we need to be out of here, uh, Rowan, as we're, yeah, yeah, we've yeah, got some right. other engagements here. <laughs> uh, Godwin and Evans is a dilemma for me. Oh, in my projections, yep. is, is it a dilemma for you? Uh, look, it's just an excitement machine for me. Look, um, I think God. I don't know how guy. to split them. Yeah, sure, but I think there it's another classic two studs who are going to get fed. Yeah, um, and so look, I've got uh, Godwin as as my number one uh, in Tampa. I think that Same. his skill set matches best with Brady's skill set in terms of. Um, been unbelievable in terms of what he can do from the slot. Yeah. Uh, um, but not only that, he has shown that he can beat press coverage quite well as well. So it's not like he's a Julian Edelman. Like he can actually, he's actually got a, a bit wide range of skill set. Yes. Uh, and Mike Evans, whilst he has been a bit more of that deep threat for Jameis over the years, I think he can adapt. Was, he's the talent's there. Big time. And they're going to make sure that the ball can get in his hands for his big playability. Um, look, they're both, like I've got, um, Godwin as my you know wide receiver five, yep. Uh, um, but then Mike Evans is my wide receiver fourteen at the moment. Yeah, okay. Um, but so, like, see, so I've got Godwin at ten and, and Evans at twelve. So I, yeah, like, you, I'm you really, really close. Can't I just, split them. I really can't split them. Look, I, I just think that Godwin pairs better. They'll use him. Uh, more he's had that recent breakout. Yeah, we can see what he can do, and, and that's sort of where, where I'm headed. Um, but I think potentially you, we could take uh, advantage of the the fade that is on Mike Evans at the moment. Yeah, People, I think you could. And so that you know you can probably pick him up in uh, quite late. He might drop to the fourth round in some drafts. So yeah, I've seen him go that late, and I'm like, that's a, that's tasty. That's a yes. really nice spot for him to go. <laughs> um, a guy who's I think guaranteed 120 targets. Yep. For sure. All right. Next, we've got Gronk, the man Gronkowski. What is? He's back. He's back. Oh man. <laughs> uh, will, will, the question is, will he be back for sixteen games? The answer is no. Oh, why not? Because he's never healthy that long. <laughs> he's never healthy that long. I just, yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, look, it's it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, at the end of the day, um, we I don't, don't know, want the risk. We don't know what Gronk we're going to get. The his, wide range of there's huge range of out, um, he, outcomes. A year off could have done his body the world of good. He comes back and dominates. A year off, he's rusty. He's rubbish. Where probably somewhere in the middle. Um, That's probably what miss- I've got him at. He's just yeah, sitting yeah. there somewhere in the ether of like you yep. know, tight end. OJ Howard ten still to around, twenty apparently uh, to <laughs> take a little bit of work, but um, yeah, it's it's all about the relationship. It, there's a relationship with Brady. Um, it's just hard, like. Tight end 11's when he's getting drafted. It's too early for me. Some, I can't do it. But I can't it, do it. I don't believe that's where it's going to say. It, it's going to climb. People, there's going to be gonna climb? There's gonna be people in your, you know, in your family, your work leagues, uh, maybe not if it's like an analyst type league, but if you're yeah. if you're in a league with just your casual players, 
Oh, I love Gronk. I want Gronk. He used to be a, a round one pick. Yeah, it's as outrageous well. stuff. So, um, uh, I don't see him landing on any of my teams. No, not I don't for me. think he's bad. Like I think he's. Oh, I think, of course not. He's I think not bad. It's been one of the greatest tight ends ever to play the game. Well, the maybe like uh, yeah. so. I think there's still plenty of uh, potential that you get that. Yeah, it's just are you willing to to take the risk? Me probably not. I think I'd rather go with some of these other late round tight end chances. Me too. Radio. Wow. NFC South. We did it. We got through it. Try to push Ho- through. Hopefully there were some really insightful uh, comments for you there. Uh, what do you Especially, think about Emmanuel Sanders? Let us know yeah, yeah, on, yeah. Uh, on Twitter. I'm sure Especially I'll, like I'll that get smacked around. Uh, oh, yeah, that was a good one. Um, what are, we, uh, just, just before we go, yeah, hey, Chris. Do you want me to go through this? Do Look, it. Um, fantasy, our good friend, Fantasy Football Down Under, FF underscore Down Under. Great guy. Lewis uh, is a pom. Uh but he is basically the fantasy uh, steward of Australia. He's doing a lot for us. Um, he has, I don't know where, what he has, he must, what he's doing for a job these days because this takes up too much of his time. <laughs> but he has got so many different fantasy football contests out there at the moment. But if this, you want to do best ball, get best this ball, is the big, team, this anything. is the big one. Shut up, Ron. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> he has got the fantasy football down under invitational. Now, Ooh. this is limited for spaces. Now, he's got a few left. He's asked me to give it a shout out. But this, get this, it's $50 to enter. Yep. You could win five grand. Plus, plus one thousand US dollars credited to a, a DraftKings account, whose DraftKings are sponsoring this invitation. This is how big it is that the big uh, DFS player DraftKings you has actually be, got involved. That's right. You could be the number one fantasy football NFL football player in Australia. Yeah, that's what's on the line here. Bragging rights is you are the best. You are. That's it. All right. So we are in it. Come and yeah, take us on. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'd like to have that money, so I'm entering. You should too. Get on it. All right. Thanks, Chris. That's all for this week. Yes. Everybody, we have had a ball and we hope that you will continue to listen in. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and yes. our website with some fantastic articles still to come. Woo. We'll catch you on the flippity flip. Bye. Bye. <laughs>